Hey, Bob here, and welcome back to the Your Virtual Upline Podcast, where we give network marketers the mindset, strategies, and skills that you need to build the business and life of your dreams. Hey, Bob here. Welcome back to the show, episode 167. Today, we're going to be discussing a strategy that I know a lot of leaders use. Your company may or may not have the ability for you to do this in your compensation plan, but it is called placement. Placement is basically when you personally enroll a new recruit into your business and have the ability to be able to move that person under anybody else under your team within a set period of time. It's usually sometime within the first 30 to 60 days. This, that may or may not apply specifically to you, But here's the other side of this. A lot of times as leaders, when we get really good at recruiting people, we may not have the ability to use placement in our compensation plan. But what we do do sometimes is we take our personal recruits and we put them under people on our team. I know a lot of you may have done something like that. So whether you actually have the ability to use placement through your compensation plan or at any point in time you've taken people that you normally would have recruited and put them under somebody else, today's show is for you because I'm going to be discussing the downside of using this strategy. And I'm going to answer this question that I've been asked a lot, which is this. And this is a question that you should be asking yourself if you've done this in the past. Is it a good idea for you to build or create leaders on your team in order for you to hit your rank advancement goals. And I'm going to just give you a sneak peek at what I'm going to be teaching you. In my mind, the answer is no, absolutely not. It is not a good idea for you to manufacture leaders on your team. And I'm going to be making my argument today why I feel that that is the case. So a couple of things. First, I want to get to our review of the week. And then I have a very important and serious question to ask all of you. So the review of the week, first and foremost, comes in this time from Honest Review 2020. I love that title. It feels very official to me. But it goes, La Creme de la Creme. Bob is the best podcast you can find for business coaching, leading, and everything related to your network marketing business. It's a must. And if you're not listening, you are missing out big time. I couldn't agree more. And hey, listen, it is an honest review, so you know it's true. But listen, thank you for that review. And thank you to all of you that have been leaving reviews. Here's my serious question to you. And I just, I mean, this is like all joking aside. This is a very, very serious issue. And I want to ask this question to, because I know there's a lot of you out there. I want to ask this question to all our boy moms out there, okay? All of our mothers, or even fathers for that matter, that have a boy, a son, okay? Here's my serious question. Does your, did your son like straight up have like head injuries three, four, five times a week and like constantly be just injuring themselves and running into things? Like Shannon and I are like concerned right now because Grayson will like every other day he will run into a wall. Like we were on we were on vacation this past week and we went to a little zoo 
and there was, it's so, I'm just laughing thinking about it. He was walking next to me and we were walking by, like he's obsessed with food right now, by the way, like this kid must have a tapeworm or something because he is like an Olympic eater. But like anytime he sees food, it doesn't even have to be his food. He will just like stare and he just like, like he wants your food. And we're walking through this little zoo and there was this like area with picnic tables set up. And I wasn't paying attention because I was talking to Shannon. I'm holding Grayson's hand. He was staring at these people's food while they were eating. And he walked head on into a picnic table. (laughs) The other day, he fell off of his chair and slammed his head. Last week, he fell out of the bed and slammed. Like, he is like, I'm, I'm like, what? Are we doing something wrong as parents? Like, is this, I need to know, is this normal? Like, do boys, is this like just a normal process of a boy being a boy? Because I'm really starting to like question my parenting ability a little bit here. Obviously, I'm kidding a bit, but I'm really not. Like, is, tell me, is this normal? Let me know. Reach out to me and tell me, is this a normal thing for boys to do this kind of stuff? So anyway, I digress. That's my little uh, parenting moment there. But okay, let's talk about this topic of placement. So let me first clarify once again. I want to go back to just explaining to you what placement is, because you may have another word for it. So placement is basically when you take a person that you recruit, you personally sponsor, and you're allowed to move them from you pretty much anywhere on your team within a set amount of days. Now, you're still credited as their sponsor for compensation purposes, but the person that you move them under, they also get credit for that person as well. So there's a benefit to them in terms of compensation and sales volume to help them hit ranks. Now, you may not have the ability to do this in your compensation plan, but maybe in the past, you've just placed people underneath other people. Now, I realize a lot of you that listen to this show are in um, binary compensation plans, where essentially you're just building kind of two teams, your left and your right. Technically, it's kind of four teams because you have an inside leg of both your left and your right team. Or you may be in a compensation plan where you only build like three teams, but it's a set amount. But I'm telling you, this concept is still important to understand because the idea here is this, is that if you get great at personally recruiting, you can help the people on your team grow their teams faster to not only help them hit their goals, but you hit your goals. So essentially what like placement and stuff like this allows you to do is it allows you to strategically spread out your volume in a way that suits you for your overall goals. And look, some people are either very much for or very much against this concept. There are a lot of companies who allow this, some don't. I was in a company for years that this was a pretty standard business practice that all of us leaders took advantage of. I mentioned to you in the very beginning, I think that it is a bad idea for you to just build leaders and manufacture them just for your own benefit for the sake of doing it. And my point in saying that is this, I'm not against doing it, but I do believe that there is a right and a wrong way to approach this topic. Here's the biggest mistake that I see people making in this area. The primary determining factor that they use when placing someone is just their own personal need. Meaning, 
that if they need a certain team to grow in order for them to hit their next goal, they're going to direct all their placement efforts to that team. Here's the downfall to do this is whether that person that you're placing under actually deserves those placements or not. There's no consideration for the actual leader that you're placing under. And what happens is I've seen so many people hit rank advancements because other people hit rank advancements that they completely manufactured those leaders. They were nothing more than a leader by title. And that's not a solid way to build a business. So one of the questions that I really want you to ask yourself when you're considering placement is this. Is this person that I'm placing under, do they deserve this support for me? Are they somebody that's committed to their own growth and success? Are they showing up for the people that are on their team? Are they doing the hard work, right? Are they taking action? Because what a lot of leaders do in a very short-sighted way is what I said. They just create leaders just to hit rank. They manufacture by placing people underneath them. And the problem with doing this is twofold. Here's the first one. You've placed people in a team and under a leader that they're not really capable of supporting them. Either that person is kind of left out to dry or you still have to do all the work to support them. You just get paid less to do it now. Or the second thing is this, and I mentioned this earlier, you have a leader on your team that's only a leader by title because they didn't go through the hard work themselves to actually earn the rank. They never underwent the personal growth and the leadership development that is required for you to actually hit a rank organically. And I'm telling you, I've seen this be a huge issue in a lot of companies. I've literally seen entire companies fall apart because of this, because this was something that became such a part of the culture. Just build leaders and just hit ranks as quick as you can just so that you you can make more money, but it's not a solid foundation. And I'm telling you, If you do this the wrong way on your team, it can potentially destroy the culture of your team. And here's a big reason why I say that. Because people begin to expect that you will use placement to help them advance. They see you do it for someone else and they expect that you're going to do it for them. And when you don't, they get angry and they get frustrated. Like It creates this entitlement mentality. And I went through this myself. In one of the companies where I built my biggest business, we were allowed to do this. I was allowed to take somebody that I personally sponsored, and within the first, I think it was 60 days, I could move them anywhere that I wanted. And before I understood what I'm teaching you today, here's what I started to see happen, is people on my team would start to get mad at me because I wasn't placing people under them, because they knew I was doing it with someone else, or maybe I had done it for them in the past. And it created this entitlement mentality. And I had to get to a point where I had to put my foot down and I had to, because I started getting really frustrated with this, where I'm like, where's the personal responsibility here? And I literally had to tell people, let me be really clear on one thing. It's not my job to build your business. It's your job. It's your business. And I had to set a very clear boundary on placement. And here's basically where I shifted my mindset. You don't get placement because you want it. You get placement from me because you earn it. I will not build your business for you, but here's what I certainly will do. I will reward you if you're committed enough to build your own business 
to help you get there faster. If you're somebody that's showing me you're a leader, I will consider placing, it's not a guarantee, but I'll consider placing under you to help as a form of recognition. And I think that when it wasn't until I made that shift that I actually started seeing placement be a good thing for me in my business. Look, I've talked to a lot of leaders. We have some in our higher level leadership program, next level, where I was teaching this strategy in there. I had a couple of people who are like, I hate placement. Like, I will not do it. And, and the reason why, when I asked them more questions, is because they had some of the same experiences as me in the past where it created this entitlement mentality. And they were like, it was just better off for me to not do it. And I think that's a mistake. I think it's, you know, placement, if used the right way, can be a great strategy, but you do need to set some boundaries and have very clear expectations. Because if you build it the wrong way, I'm telling you, your business is nothing more than just a house of cards with you doing your best juggling act every month to try to keep it propped up. Keep placing, like when I didn't understand how to do this the right way, I was constantly having to place people under my leaders just to keep them at the current rank. They weren't doing any work themselves. I had to keep them qualified in addition to keeping myself qualified, right? And that's what you'll find is that you're going to be working your butt off recruiting and placing people under these people just so you can stay there. And look, that's not the kind of business you want to build. It's a miserable existence. So these are some of the exact reasons why people that can place don't. But once again, I think there is a right way to do this. So let me share with you what I believe the right way to approach this topic is. If you want to build a rock-solid business that is sustainable long-term and gives you freedom, here's the philosophy you should have with placement. You reward people that deserve it, not those that just need it. You strategically use placement to support the efforts of the most committed people on your team, those that have been working hard to create their own success. And as a result, you place people under them to help solidify their teams, to help them go faster. Here's the problem with this way to approach placement, because there is kind of a sacrifice that you make here. That means that sometimes you may place in areas where it doesn't make the most sense to you short term, but long term, it gives you more stability. I'll give you a great example from my past. So I remember when I was in my first network marketing company ever. We didn't have placement, but we were allowed to, and we used to do this, take recruits of ours, and instead of enrolling them directly to us, we would enroll them under people in our business. Like this, we were allowed, this was like a standard business practice. I know this is actually not, it's, it's illegal in some companies, like they, it's against their policies, but we used to do this. And I was pushing for my first big rank advancement, like my, the first real leadership rank in my company. And I needed three teams. That were, let me see if, how good my memory is. I think it had to be, it was maybe three teams that were at like 10,000 in volume or something like that. It was something around there. And I had two of them done. And I had a third leg that was two thirds of the way there. They were so close. I mean, so close. And I fell into the trap. And this was, but it was a leg that had, it didn't have any momentum. Like it was just stuck. But I had the short term thinking of thinking, well, man, I'm just going to keep directing my efforts and just put into just stack this leg up and just try to get there. And eventually maybe I can. And that was not proving very effective for me. I wasn't able to recruit people fast enough. And when I realized I'm like, okay, so maybe, maybe there are other parts of my business. Cause I had other, these other new teams that I was kind of 
building and working with, but they weren't getting as much of my focus because I was like, look how close I am in this, this leg here. I just want to try to push this one over the edge. And I wasn't giving enough attention to some of my smaller teams. But what I learned was this, is that if you approach placement with the mentality that I'm teaching here, what I had to learn is I started to look at who are the people on my, in my business that deserve some help, right? Who are the ones? And when I start thinking like that, I'm like, I've got a couple of new people here and they're just getting started, but you want to know what? Like, I think they have great potential for leadership. And maybe if I start shifting my placements, if I start putting people under them as a form of recognition and working with them and cultivating them, yes, I did struggle with that because I'm like, man, that feels like such a step backwards because I've got to make up all this lost ground. But when I did it, I was shocked at what I saw happen. I wound up actually hitting that promotion with a brand new team that I started that got to the volume requirement even before that team that was stuck that was like two-thirds of the way at like a snail's pace getting there. And it wasn't until that happened to me that I really understood that you've got to always have the long-term picture in mind when you're building a business. And if you approach this topic of placement where you're, you're rewarding people that deserve it and you're using it as a form of recognition, right, and that you don't feel the need to place just for the short-term game that you may receive in doing so, You've got the long-term vision of building a rock-solid business. I'm telling you, you'll never regret it down the road. So let me give you some advice on some things to consider when it comes to placement to make sure you do this the right way. Here's the first thing. If you're going to place under somebody, you need to make sure you present this to that person like this, like to the person that you're placing. So like if I recruit you and I'm going to place you under someone else, I need to sell this to you as being a really great thing. I can't have you feel like I'm just handing you off to some other random person on my team because I've seen that backfire against me where I'm like, I placed somebody, but I didn't take the additional step of really building value for why this was going to be a great thing for them. So they didn't feel like I was just handing them off. And they wound up quitting because that was exactly the way that they felt. See, so many people place under other people, but they never actually sell the benefit of them doing it. Here's how you sell the benefit. You have to really learn how to edify the person you're placing under. You've got to be able to build them up in the person's eyes that you're placing. Look, you're going to have the ability, I'm placing you under Sue, and let me tell you why Sue is so amazing. You got to, edification means you talk them up, how they're so great. And, and how they're going to have additional support. And I'm not handing you off. You're still going to be able to work with me. But now you've got Sue, and Sue is so dynamic. She's amazing. It's going to be like having two of me at the same time. Here's the other thing I would do. Before I placed, I would actually get that person on a Zoom with Sue or a three-way call. Just like I would do a three-way call with a prospect, I do a three-way call with the person I'm placing under to introduce them before I place to build some rapport and give them a chance to really feel more comfortable with the actual process. So that's the first thing I want you to do is learn how to really sell people on the value of this and take that additional step. Here's another thing I'd like to talk to you about. I'd like to help you with some of the considerations for picking the right leader to place under. They need to be somebody, if possible, that's capable. 
capable of, if necessary, supporting that person on their own. Now, my recommendation is always is that you still have a role in their training. Like you don't place and never talk to them again. You go through the onboarding process with them. You're visible to them and they, you're reaching out and connecting with them. You may not onboard them, but you might say, hey, how did it go? What can I do to help? Like be there with them, especially in that first month or so when that person you placed under is probably still building their rapport and their relationship. So you want to do that. But you want to ideally place under somebody that's capable enough where they don't need your support, okay? Otherwise, you're going to wind up just supporting them as if you recruited them directly, except you'll have reduced compensation and potentially less long-term potential. Because some of you are in compensation plans where you only get paid through a certain amount of levels of your team. So if you place too far down and that person really isn't supporting them, you're going to be limited in how much of that person's business you're going to actually get paid on. So look for people that are committed on your team. And look, they don't have to be a, a huge leader. They might be a new person that's showing you they're committed just by taking actions and being able to go out and create a result, right? They're working. They're doing the right things. And I'll tell you, it is a tremendous vote of confidence for that new and upcoming person to know that you believe enough in them to place someone under them to support them. And I'll tell you, placement is actually a great way to help someone grow and develop as a leader. See, if I place somebody under you, I'm putting you in situations for you to lead. I also want to look for people that have the right attitude. This was important to me as well. When I talk about the right attitude, they got to, they got to be positive. Like I would never place under somebody that complains or is negative. Never, ever. You don't want a bad apple to spoil your new person. So that's important as well. But here are some other things to consider when you're trying to decide where am I going to place somebody? We mentioned this first. I think one of the first criteria should be your overall goals, right? One of the first considerations should always be what area of your business do you need to grow in order to help you hit your next big goal? And you always want to start there. And if you can find somebody that fits these other criteria, they deserve it, they've got a good attitude, they're committed, then, hey, that's a great person to place under. But you don't have to place in those areas, right? Just like I had that third team that I was trying to grow. Look, I'll be real. There was nobody in there that deserved my placement. And I realized that, and I started looking outside of that team. And it required me to take a step back, but it got me to where, ultimately, it got me to where I wanted to go much faster. Second thing is this, geography. Do you have someone that lives in the local area of the person that you're recruiting? Look, the great thing about network marketing today is you can do a lot virtually, but it still can't substitute the power of being face-to-face, belly-to-belly with a new team member. You'll build relationships way faster. Having local support is invaluable. So this is what I literally used to do, okay? You know me that I, I love LinkedIn and I teach LinkedIn a lot in our programs. I've done some LinkedIn episodes. Here's what I used to do. When I got good at recruiting on LinkedIn and I knew I had an up and coming leader in a new market and I wanted to support them the way that we're talking about, this is what I used to do. And, I, and there was one person in particular, his name was Fred. Fred lived in Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia. Fred was like one of those people. He joined, he was committed, he was always on the trainings and the calls, and he was 
calling me with prospect. He was out there working, but he was struggling really getting his business off the ground. Like he hit the first or second rank, but then he got stuck. But it wasn't for a lack of effort. I knew Fred had the talents and the abilities, but for some reason, it just wasn't translating into results. So here's what I used to do. I used to prospect people in Atlanta through LinkedIn. And I would recruit somebody that would be ready to sign up. And right as they were signing up, I would start the handoff process to Fred. And I would start saying, hey, look, I definitely, I've got a local leader in your market that I have to introduce you to. You're going to love him. Fred is amazing. He's so much fun, but he's really skilled at this business, right? I'm edifying Fred to them. Hey, look, why don't we do, I'd, like to, I'd love to get you on a call. Now, today I would do a Zoom. Let's get on a Zoom together because I want, I want you to meet Fred because I'd love to have Fred, you know, we, I can't meet you face-to-face because I live in Philadelphia, but Fred can actually meet up with you and help you get your business started. Or I would even do it with prospects. Like I would have somebody on the fence and say, look, I've got a local leader in your area. Why don't I introduce you to him and, and the two of you can get together for a cup of coffee and discuss this more and get your questions answered. But what I would do is I would bring Fred in and, and it was so funny, man. Fred was like, he knew it. Like I would shoot him a text, Fred, I'm going to be calling you with a prospect. He'd be like, all right, Bob, I'll be ready. And it was like, I'd get, I'd get him on the phone with Fred and they would just fall in love with Fred because Fred was just, he just had a great attitude. He was so positive and, and he was so excited and he was so grateful. That's the thing I love the most about him. Like he didn't, ex- he never expected me to do that, but he was so grateful. He would say, Bob, I mean, I just want, I appreciate you so much. And I was like, man, this is the kind of guy I want to do this for. And I helped Fred build a very nice business. And you want to know what else? He helped me. Because I wasn't going to be able to work with that person in Atlanta the way Fred could. And Fred would take, him, take the reins and run with them. And we built Fred a really nice team that way. And I, I did that in multiple markets with different people. So consider geography. Could you place someone under someone else that is in a local market of that person? Here's the other thing, demographics, right? Do you have a leader that demographically could fit with them? Are they a man or a woman? Are they younger or older, right? These are certain things. like. Culture-wise, like I wouldn't want to place a 21-year-old person under a, you know, no offense, but like a 50-year-old person if I didn't have to. Now, that doesn't mean the 50-year-old person couldn't support them, but if I've got like a 21, 22-year-old leader that I know is crushing it and they deserve it, they're going to be a much better fit for that person. So demographics might be something you may want to consider. And then the other thing is, what about just like personality or background, Right personality-wise, like you'll know, if somebody's really outgoing, they may fit with a leader. If somebody's a little bit more reserved, maybe a little introverted, maybe they'll fit better with someone else. Or what are their backgrounds? Like if you're recruiting a nurse and you have another nurse leader on your team, that's a natural placement because they can talk nurse stuff to one another and they can relate. And they might, she might have other nurse prospects that your leader can help with enrolling because of their background. So, you know, these are all different things for you to consider. And quite frankly, these are some advanced, you know, leadership team building strategies. And so look, if you've got the ability to do this, or you've done stuff like this in the past, I hope that this episode will give you a little bit of clarity in this area where you can maybe be better. But here's what I'll say in closing. If you're really serious about stepping into leadership. Because this was, like I said, this is an advanced team building training. This is the kind of stuff, by the way, that we do every single week in my next level leadership program. So if you are a leader, 
You've achieved a level of success, but you're feeling stuck and you're not clear on what you need to do to get to the next level. You're knocking on the door of of, of six figures. You're on your way there, but you're kind of caught in that like five to $7,000 a month. You're just like languishing there and you, you don't know how to get there or you've broken through six figures, but you don't understand how you can help other people do that. Like if that's you, if you're stuck in one of those places and you're not clear on what to do to get to the next level. I'm telling you, my next level leadership program was literally created for you. This is the kind of work that we do every day. It is my coaching program. So if you're somebody that has ever wanted to get like the thought of like getting coached personally by me would be helpful, that's what I do in this program. I do tons of coaching in the program individually with the leaders that are in there. So if you're interested, put together a special offer for you to check it out. It's a 14-day free trial offer. I know a lot of you have kind of been on the fence, kicking the tires, looking at it, not sure. I'm going to remove any concern or excuse you might have to not check it out. You can join the program free for 14 days. Here's all you have to do. Go to nextlevelleadership.com forward slash free dash trial nextlevelleadership.com forward slash free dash trial. That is a special thank you and a gift for me to you as a listener of this podcast. You can try the program out free for 14 days. So, but that being said, I hope you got some value out of the episode today. And uh, as always, I love you. Appreciate you for being here. I'll see you soon on the next episode. Take care. 